Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Today is about taking decisions. Emma is only 16 years old and she already now has to take an important life decision. We have prepared a five steps process to support her on that journey. If you would like to know how to make good decisions, then you should definitely stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna. And it's You've Got Five Options show. Yes, together with Lasse. Yes, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> Hello again. So today we have a challenge. We have a challenge very often, so that's good we have a challenge. Yes, actually, that's that's really good. So Marta, should I read it? Yes. Okay, I will read you this challenge, and I would like to say we have not written the first part. This is actually what was written for us. So, hi, I'm 16 years old, and I'm a huge fan of your page. It will mean a lot to me if you would help me. I listen to all your podcasts and think that it is amazing how you dedicate your free time to help others. I will just make a small break here and say thank you very much. We really appreciate it. A moment of gratitude. So now, I would like to give you a challenge. I have to decide which gymnasium in Aarhus I should choose. What should I look at? Quality? How to measure it? Distance from home, location, possibilities for studying afterwards, IB versus Danish one. Hoping for your help. I am really bad at making decisions. Greetings, Emma. And now I am really happy that we have Lesse here because Lesse is Danish and neither me nor Anna have actually taken education in Denmark. And our kids have not taken this education either. I mean, we both studied at Denmark. Yes. Uh, so, sorry, we both studied in Denmark. And at Denmark. And on Denmark. Super English. No, we, we, we finished here universities, but we indeed uh, never uh, tried the gymnasium. And I don't think we will ever try that. Yeah. Yes. So if we are talking anything that makes absolutely no sense, then Lesa, please uh, let us know if it's not relevant. However, we, of course, can help with this part of making decisions because Emma mentions I'm really bad at making decisions. And first of all, I want to say you are not bad at making decisions. You just have not learned how to do it yet. It's actually quite an art to take a good decision. So please, Emma, you're still very young. So be, you know, gentle with yourself is something that you can practice and something that you can learn. And that's something we can definitely help you with. So we have prepared five steps, small process for you, Emma, to help you find the right school for you. And the first step is find out who do you want to be when you grow up. Step two, analyze who others think you could be when you grow up, meaning like your parents, teachers, friends. Step three, analyze the factors, language, quality, etc. And step four, prioritize all the factors. And step five, make a decision. So first of all, dear Emma, we would like to tell you that you are still very young and whichever decision you are going to take now, you can always untake it. 
meaning yeah. you can always take another decision. So that's something that we really wanted to tell you that please don't be too stressed. You can actually change your mind later on. Uh, right now, if you are living in Denmark, you're going to work until you're 68 years old. That's a really comforting thought, Marta. Yeah, but that also gives you a lot of time to try different things and yeah. try different career paths. Yeah, I have to say that, Emma, I really love the fact that you are 16 and you are taking this uh, seriously. I think it uh, shows us that you are a really smart, mature little lady. But uh, what Marta said is really on point because you are 16. You can make so many decisions and uh, at this point of time, all the decisions you will take will be simply learnings. It will never like uh, close all the doors. I, I think it's uh, it's important to, to be mindful about this, that you know, it's you can make a decision and you can make another one and another one and another one and then you will be only 18. So it's awesome. Yeah, so we would just like to kind of underline and highlight here. Right now we are going to help you to take the best possible decision for now. But actually, we would like to really highlight to you, don't get stressed about it. It's like, it's okay. If you change your mind later, it's gonna be fine. You maybe will have to take an additional year of an additional type of education. But when you look at like, right now we live on average 70 something years, one year of uh, another type of education is not a really big deal. Maybe, Lassie, you have something uh, to add here when it comes to choosing uh, education in Denmark at this point, like choosing the gymnasium. Oh, as a regarding to what gymnasium she should choose? Or yeah, is it like a big deal if you choose like a wrong gymnasium for your future education? Is it like very difficult? How how did you feel when you were that age and you had to take that decision? I mean, just in general, being young and trying to figure out where I want to go and what education I should take, um, it's completely natural to be in doubt and maybe feeling unsure of where I should go in life. You are only 16. You have plenty of time to make mistakes or take the wrong path and figure out, okay, I should not be here. So I should maybe go this way instead. Don't worry. You actually, uh, everybody will get in doubt. Uh, that's part of growing up. And it's so natural to feel that you are at the wrong place maybe. or And, and oftentimes my experience is that you won't know until you are in the situation that, oh, This is not what I should do. For some time, I thought maybe I should work as a pedagogue, you know, um, but that was only because, you know, my father used to and my brother used to. And I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I want to do this. And then I figured out, no, I actually maybe <laughs> want to be behind a camera or a mixer instead. And I've always loved movies and television. And so that seemed more natural for me. But I didn't know until I was in the situation. And I feel like that's so much of life and that's so much of being young and growing up is it's easy to say, well, don't worry about it. You're young, but that's not, you know, a way to think when you are 16 or 18, you know, you do worry about it because you think, well, I have to start the rest of my life right now and I have to figure out right now what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I'm 27 now. And so a lot of people probably say, well, I'm still super young and uh, dumb and an idiot, but I definitely feel a lot more calm and I still have dreams and hopes that I want to achieve. But I, I know that I can achieve those dreams. Things will work out. That's what I believe. And you will get more calm and more confident as years go by. But it's completely natural to feel the way you do right now. Um, and it's completely okay to be in a situation where you all of a sudden think, I don't want to be here. <laughs> 
I, I thought I did, but I don't. Like, breathe and then step back and talk with a good friend. I think it over, you know. Okay, well, now I know. So what should I do from here? Well, this, is, this was fantastic, Lasse. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it was really good to hear that also from someone who actually tried uh, taking this education in this way in Denmark. Actually, Lasse has touched upon the first two uh, steps that we have prepared for you. Thank you so, for that. Yeah. So let's just go right into it. So step one is find out who do you want to be when you grow up. And of course, I want to say that it's not necessarily that you are gonna find it right now <laughs> as you are 16. But there is still some things that you can do that could help you get a good sense of a direction of who you want to be when you grow up. So it's just actually allowing a little bit of the time to observe yourself of what brings you joy. So it's about like going through the day like you go now, but having this kind of like a neutral observer in yourself and just try to see which things that you do bring you true joy, which are the things that make you forget about eating, sleeping, and so on. It's like very simple things, but you could be, for example, at school and you are sitting having a subject and at one subject you are like, I'm gonna kill myself, this is so boring. And then there is another subject that is like, wow, that's really interesting. I would really like to know more about that. So it's actually a very simple exercise. You know, just simply observe yourself and write down every moment that brings you joy. Yeah, I think this is actually a great advice. Um, and I actually have a question for you, Marta, because we know a little bit from Lasse. Did you know who you want to be when you were 16? Of course, I had no idea who I want to be uh, when I was 16. But in Poland, you actually have to decide about the high school when or we had to decide when we were about 14 and you get this possibility to get to go to a high school after which you can go anywhere so you actually get these four years of a high school time and you can go for any type of an education that you would like later in Denmark you actually have to choose between specific types of uh, gymnasium that will direct like for example if you want to be an engineer later you have to go to like a technical uh, gymnasium is that true Lasse am I saying uh, yes that sounds correct <laughs> yeah. From what I, yeah yeah no. so if you want to go like to a business studies you have to select a specific gymnasium so in Poland you just go to the general high school And if you want to be an engineer later, you go for an engineer. If you want to go to a business school, you go to a business school, right? So you don't have to take that decision at all when you're 16. So in here is a little bit like, you know, a little bit of this. You have to take some decision uh, right now at 16. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the thing is that, that there are so many different types of education in Denmark that it can almost be uh, overwhelming at times to figure out what am I going to do with my life, you know? Because we have so many choices. People become overwhelmed and then they don't know where to go. I mm. think it is the point and I think that's why Emma is struggling. Because she has to figure something out now, at least a direction. But mm. what we want to tell you, Emma, is you have to try to take a best possible decision for now and if you change your mind you can take the other type of gymnasium right exactly yeah. for example or you can probably switch between semesters there are many options and it can be overwhelming sometimes if you have too many options but just you know stay calm and just uh, take this first step try to observe yourself and try to see what truly 
brings you joy because then it might help you to say like, I'm really not ever gonna be any kind of an engineer. I hate mathematics and it kind of like, you know, it's it's really not gonna take me there. Or you can actually think you can be influenced by what your parents were telling you or who they were. Like my parents were lawyers, maybe I should go for a law school and this exercise of mindfully watching yourself will help you to determine if you want to be a lawyer or if it's your parents who want to be a lawyer and maybe you want to actually be a TV producer. So that's why it's very, very important that you spend this time and see what brings you joy because already at 16 you do have things that bring you joy, the things that are boring, the things that are completely not your piece of cake. Yeah, I totally agree. And this is actually touching upon the step two. I think when you are 16, in some cases, your parents might have a really huge influence on you, or it doesn't even have to be parents, but maybe just like some members of the family or or people around you or even teachers, you know, you are gifted in that direction, or I think you should go here and there. And as I think that there is a lot of um, interesting clues in what other people think, about you and about your skills. In the end of the day, you have to be um, yeah, true to yourself. But I just wanted to wrap up the first step. It's actually the most important step for you, Emma, this internal journey, this watching yourself and looking for patterns, looking for the things that you enjoy doing, the things that you find really interesting, the things that make you forget about sleeping, eating and so on. And if you visit our website, you've got fiveoptions.com you are going to, of course, find the written version of this challenge. And we have a link for you where we have specific exercises that might help you in discovering that part of who do you want to be in the future. And now we will dig in a little bit more to what Anna already started talking about, which is our step to analyze who others think you could be when you grow up, meaning your parents, teachers, friends. And actually, I have uh, thought that this step is extremely valuable for both reasons. It's first to get an awareness in case someone has actually been having some expectations towards yourself. And sometimes those expectations, they don't even have to be like, you should be a lawyer, like your mom was a lawyer, but it could be sometimes parents, if they were, for example, both highly educated, they might expect you to go for a higher education, but maybe you actually love working with your hands. Maybe you actually want to be, you know, a person that creates art with your hands, you don't have to take any higher education or whatever. So actually, it's very important to analyze that part to see if maybe accidentally some of those expectations, ideas, messages that people around you have been telling you if they are not impacting you too much. So it's actually this one part. Have a look, think about it, what your family, what your friends have been telling you. What do they think you are good at? Because if you are like at a point of time where you have no clue, what do you want to do? Asking them, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I should be doing? Can give you very important information. It's just extremely important that you take it as a neutral 
input. Don't take it as your guiding star, as something that you should do. Because someone I admire tells me I'm really good at that, so I should just pursue this. It's just treat it like a neutral input. It can be hard, but this is actually the way to go. And I will actually jump into step three, because we have uh, said about step two a little bit when we were talking about step one already. And now we will actually go into the analysis of the down-to-earth factors. So step three, analyze the factors. You have mentioned something about the language, like should you choose an English education or should you choose a Danish education, about the quality and how to measure it, about like a distance, location, and so on. So now we will give you a bit of advice on how to deal with those factors. So basically, I would say that in order to answer those questions, I would actually encourage you to ask yourself three questions. What do you want to study next? Where do you want to study? And where do you want to live? Because there are still some professions that they actually require you to be doing them in the language of the country. Like, for example, if you would like, if you have a sense that you would like to be a doctor or a therapist, that could help you answer the question of if you should do the education in English or in Danish. So if you know these three things, at least have an idea. What do you want to study next? Where do you want to study? And where do you want to live? That should help you to determine if you should take your education in English or in Danish. Because if you want to be an engineer or study in a business school, taking English education could be a really advantageous for you because all the books anyway, all the terms anyway are in English. But if you have a sense more of being like a doctor, a psychologist, a therapist, you will actually have to do it in the language of the country where you want to live. So if you want to be in Denmark and be a doctor, take the education in Danish. If you want to be a doctor and live in uh, another country, actually maybe taking it in English would be an advantage. So hopefully where you have been doing the exercise of finding out what brings you joy and analyzing that input from close people around you, we are really hoping that it gave you at least a sense of a direction where you would like to go. And then asking those questions. What do I want to study after the gymnasium? Where do I want to study? And where do I want to live? That should help you determine between the English and the Danish uh, education. When it comes to quality, well, I'm quite sure we are in Denmark and maybe Lessa can confirm that probably each of the schools have like a assessment and you can probably read some kind of reports. At least when I was checking the schools for my kids, the first levels of education, you can always encounter reports and comparisons between the different schools. And you can see both on the educational level, but also you uh, probably can see the more uh, qualitative things like what students think about the school, what parents think about the school. So I would say that there are probably some reports that you could look into. Do you know, Lesse, if that's true? Yeah, I, I mean, of course, you, uh, yeah, you can definitely always uh, reach out to previous students and see what they thought about it. And I'm, I'm sure that they... Um, record data every year of different uh, educations and you know what's their level of grades and and stuff like that how's the environment and, and stuff like that at the education i'm sure there's plenty of uh, data like that sorry i'm not an expert on that it's okay. no no it's it, i was just thinking that when i was choosing high school 
and actually Marta and me, we chose the same high school. I remember that there were three high schools in our city that had the highest rank. It was the first, the third, and the sixth. We used the numbers. There are some names behind it, but we, we use normally the numbers. And then the decision between the high school I have chosen, number one was the fact that I really wanted to go into English. And the uh, high school I ended up with actually had the best English class. That was the opinion of all the teachers and, and so on. And then I was also looking at, I would say, the atmosphere or the style. So there was one high school. It was number one. And it was number one. It had the highest um, rank uh, in, in the whole ranking, but uh, they called it a monastery because they said it's so tough and, you know, there is a, such a huge discipline and so on. And I knew this is not a place I want to go, although that was the best high school and I could get there. So I chose something that was called relaxed. It was very relaxed. We had a lot of different people dressed in different clothes. We had, you know, the hip hop guys, the grunge guys. It was really relaxed and laid back. And I love that about it. So I, I chose it because of the reputation, I would say, as well. I knew that I want to go to a very good high school, so I had my top three pick, and then I chose it based on the English and the, the reputation the high school had. I think it's really actually cool, you know, this vibe around the school. You can definitely have a sense if you talk to some students or just search through Facebook groups and so on, you can definitely find out that information and select the school that actually goes around your vibe. So like Anna mentioned, there was this first uh, high school and it was like uh, said, you can't wear makeup there. Like there was this kind of things, this kind of information that we knew about it. So we were like, we are not going to the school where we cannot wear makeup, right? Even if the grades there are the highest and the chance to get to the university is the highest, then we go for the school that has a vibe of a more creative, more relaxed, more uh, differentiated, but still high level of education. So figure out what it is that is important for you. What kind of vibe do you have? And try to see if you can find that information about the vibe of the school. Yeah, I think also visiting this, I don't know if they have open days, but if I would be you, I would also just go there physically to a couple of my peaks, just to just to walk on a corridor, see what people are there and, you know, just to feel the atmosphere. I think it's extremely important. Yeah, we, we have open days in Denmark uh, where you can go and, and talk with teachers and students and, and see, you know, how are they teaching them and how is it to be a student here um, just go to the university or college or wherever, wherever it is you want to go they will write the information when they have open days awesome perfect okay now we will go to step number four which is prioritize the factors so in the previous step we have given you a few questions uh, to ask yourself and look into a few factors. I must say that this step is the best to do as a written exercise. And it would be really beneficial if you go at our website and you see the example that we made. But we are actually proposing that you make a simple table where you will list in a column a name of a school that you are interested in. So for example, you select top three or top five schools that you are taking under consideration, and you create a column for each of those uh, schools. And then in rows, you write down those factors which are important for you. So for example, the factors could be alignment with what you feel you will want to do when you grow up, 
or the language, the distance from home, the location, the vibe. You just fill out all those factors that you find important for you. And then you basically look, okay, I have a school, number one, which is the English education. What's the alignment with what you feel you will want to do when you grow up? You say, Okay, it's a high alignment. For example, I can study medicine after that school. If I, if you want to study medicine, that's a high alignment and it's a high priority for me. I'm going to rank it as five. Then you look into the language. Okay, what about the language? The language is English. Is that good or bad? Okay, I want to be a doctor. So actually, it's not a good idea for me to take that education because I should be studying in Danish if I want to be a doctor. You give it a low ranking, let's say one or two. So I'm trying to explain an exercise here that is a written exercise. So I will really recommend that you go and check it out at our website, www.you'vegot5options.com and just find your challenge and have a look at that table. It will be filled out for you with examples. But the whole idea is that you get your factors, you get a few schools of your selection and you try to see if they match and give it a priority. Because it could be, for example, a distance from home is a big deal for you because, for example, you need to work after school. So you cannot spend a long time traveling back and forth to school because you also have to have the time to work afterwards. Or it could be no issue whatsoever because you love to commute and you can do things on the way. So it's very important to write down all the factors and then rank them. Simple one to five where one is low and five is high is going to get you there. And now we will move to the last step, which is take a decision. Oh, that's so simple, Marta. Wow. And I did not expect that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're so smart and funny. So as scary as it may sound to take such a decision at the age of 16, just really remember it's a decision for now. It's the best possible decision that you can take now and you can change your mind later. So just think about it. Okay, right now I think I want to travel the world. So I'm actually going to take the education in English because I have no other better clue. Or I have an impression that I will want to be a doctor. Let me choose the school that will allow me to become a doctor and take it in Danish. So just search for any of the good clues that you have. And if you don't have so many good clues, then just select the school your friends are going to. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, from no. where this came from. Well, but this is option nevertheless. And I think that what Marta said, it's really on spot. Emma, darling, you're 16 years old. Your whole life is ahead of you. Trust me, when I was 16, well, okay, I knew what I want to do. And I'm doing this partially. I wanted to be a writer. That didn't change. But do you think I have ever predicted that I will live in Denmark and I will be sitting on a Friday in a radio station recording a podcast for you with Marta, my best friend, and with Lasse? No, I never thought about this. I, I didn't even had a clue half a year ago that this would happen. This is how beautiful life is. It can take you to places. You make a decision. If it's a bad decision, you make another one. You can always rewrite it. You can change your life at 70. This can seem really scary because this is your very first serious decision regarding education. But trust me, you will make a lot of decisions in your life and some will be better, some will be worse, but it will get you there if you will be persistent and you will believe 
that all of this makes sense. This process has sense. So even if for now the decision you will take may not be the best one for the future, it's the best one for now and you will take a learning from it. So just go for it, darling. Yeah, it's actually a very, very good point. If you take this approach in life, that no matter what are the consequences of the decision that you have taken, if you are open to learning then it's always gonna be good. Because even if you choose a school that does not serve your future education or career, you will at least learn that, that it's not the one. You will learn that this is what you don't want to do. And that's actually also very valuable, especially if you are not really sure, then you can just simply, okay, so I know now for fact that this is what I don't want to do. That's a learning, that's a clue. Okay, so dear Emma, we hope that answering those questions, spending some time with yourself and uh, discovering the things that bring you joy and analyzing all the factors and prioritizing them, we truly hope that it will help you take this decision for now. So we wish you all the best. Good luck, Emma. Bye. That's all, folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you'vegot5options.com. This is www.youvegot5 as a number options.com. Next week is about using the time wisely. Sandstorm has a good job and after a job she's enjoying a nice life with her friends. But she would like to do something more meaningful. So how do you create space in your mind and in your life in order to do something more meaningful? If you want to know, then you definitely have to join us next time. And if you like what you've heard, please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks!